Here now is Matt Austin and Ginger Gadston with Florida's Fourth Estate. Alarming dreams? We've all had those stressful work dreams. Especially Matt. I start going through doors to get to the studio. I'm tearing through doors and it's the wrong room. And then I You're finally get into the studio. And I'm like crawling to the desk and then I realize I don't have a shirt on. A dream analyst explains what it all means. All right, before we get you to Mick Dreamy today, of course, we're going to have some amazing <laughs> headlines for you from the beautiful state of Florida. Glad to have you with us on Florida's Fourth Estate. I am Matt Austin. And I'm Ginger Gadsden. We do have a lot to get to and a jam-packed show, so let's get right to it. Let's light that candle. Sounds like Mardi Gras, Gigi. Yes. Oh, it was Mardi Gras for NASA. Let me tell you, this was their third attempt. And, you know, third time apparently was the charm. I, I know, Matt, you don't care a whole lot, but I do. Hey, hey don't throw me under the bus like that. <laughs> You're under the bus. Get the tag numbers. I just ran you over. <laughs> Artemis, the moon mission is on track now. That SLS mega moon rocket, Artemis 1, to get humans back to the moon after being gone for some 50 years, finally made it. This thing, a $4 billion rocket, Matt, billion. They rolled it in for Hurricane Ian and then sat it out on the launch pad for Hurricane Nicole. It was crazy. And people thought this thing was never going to happen. And there was a lot of controversy. But honestly, I wept. I wept when it went up because I was so happy for that. Did you really cry? Did you shed tears when it went up? You know, you know, I'm an emotional being. You know, I I did. I really did. I was I was also sad. I couldn't see it from my backyard because it was cloudy. But isn't it exciting? So, you know, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to put some people in there next time. Yeah, only mannequins right now. And yeah. I've got to say, okay, like you've been talking about skeptics, you've been taking your shots. Yeah. It's true. The thing's billions of dollars over budget. It is a way out of schedule. But let me say this super happy to see. I could just feel the relief over from the Space Coast for all of the people who've been working so hard on that. So even me, who's a skeptic, I love that they're going uh, to the moon. And and I genuinely am excited about that. I just get really angry when things are over budget with the government. And it's just like, all right, let's throw them another billion dollars. That's fine. But now that they have something to show other than just a paperweight sitting out there on the launch pad, I am very happy for them. And I'm excited for this crew. Wow, I see my talk about working on your attitude has not taken. Okay, good. <laughs> you got that right. Oh, you don't like my attitude. Wait until we talk about the next story. Oh, man. Let's talk about Disney. Okay, I know this is going to shock you, but Disney's <laughs> raising its prices again. So, what? Yeah, I know. Stunning, correct? Okay. So if you want to afford a Disney ticket, I'm using things inside. This is my children's playroom. I'm using a a few things to illustrate what you're going to have to do if you want to afford Disney tickets, okay? First off, Ginger, do you love your pets? Oh, with all my... What? You're going to have to get rid of your pets. These things may be adorable, but they're way too expensive to be a Disney family. You like your car? Like your pretty car? My little convertible? Get that thing out of here. You can't afford that anymore because you got to buy Disney tickets. Okay, one more thing, by the way. I got to take an extra shot for this one. Oh, God. Your house? Oh, come on. Okay. (laughs) Do you want to afford your house? You're going to have to sell your house if you want to afford Disney tickets because they're raising prices again. It's going to depend on which park you want to go to. So let me show you. 
Magic Kingdom peak days are going to cost $189 now. Again, that's the most expensive days. On a slow day, it's going to cost you $124. Some of the cheaper parks, $109 maybe if you're lucky, if you time it out for a Tuesday or something at Animal Kingdom. Other parks, annual passes, all of it is increasing. I'm out of breath now from lifting up a house. But let me just say, this is what frustrates me, Ginger, and you know I have issues with this. COVID came, and who kept Disney open? Who kept that place flooded with people? people? It was Floridians, right? Floridians, many of them with annual passes, many of them just going there to support the company that has been here for so long. And what does Disney do in return? Raises prices. Annual prices are insane. You have to pay for parking now. You have to pay for fast passes now. And this is what Floridians get for supporting that company during a tough time. They get their prices raised. And you can't even buy annual tickets right now. This is just if you have them already. Well, I hope you don't plan on going to any Disney events anytime soon because I feel like your picture is going to be up at all the gates at all the parks. Uh, so it probably already is. Yeah, I'm going to need you to be a little less dramatic. Really, the car, the house, the dogs. I mean, thank God I was going to throw my husband in there, but we're, we're good. We're good. Yeah, no, you, you can keep the husband, just the house, the car. And the pets. No, it is. It is just awful. I always tell people, you know, I'm from a family of 15 kids. And if you do the math and you try to buy 15 tickets, well, actually 17, because your parents have to take you. And that's just to get in the parks. That's, you know, <laughs> that's a salary. That is somebody's salary. That ain't happening. Just to get us in. The Kennedys so, couldn't I, afford that. <laughs> And nor could the Gadsdens. But, <laughs> you know, I just people save their entire lives. And this is a once in a lifetime trip for a lot of people. And they're not going to cancel it. And people are not going to stop, go, stop going. So there you have it. It's true. Okay. So the other story I want to talk about today is the fact that whenever we get hurricanes in the area or strong storms, things get churned up, right? And a lot of treasure hunters go out and they have their metal detectors and they're looking for things. Well, this time after Hurricane Nicole came out and just did its thing, six human remains were found. And this is a a shot of it. We found things before like canoes, which you wouldn't even know is a canoe that hundreds of years old. But these are skeletal remains believed to be Native American, and they could be centuries old. And I just find that fascinating. This is in Martin County. And this happened right after Nicole went through. And thank goodness someone noticed it because now it's being excavated, it's being studied. And I think that will just add to whatever history Florida has and the history those people may have played. And, you know, being a part of Florida in the early, early uh, days. So I just find that fascinating, the things that wash up after a storm. I totally agree with you. Obviously, it's been a terrible situation for the folks out there on the coast. Yeah. Volusia, Brevard Counties, uh, Flagler's been chewed, chewed up a little bit. Up. I mean, yeah. the people's houses falling into the ocean. So we hate to see that. It's terrible. We never want these hurricanes around. Yeah. But uh, some of the interesting stuff that does happen is things are uncovered that have been covered for a long time. And you know who loves this? treasure hunters as well not only these old bones show up but a lot of old coins and pieces of shipwrecks are uncovered because of the violent storm surge that comes through 
uh, little foreshadowing. We're working on a Florida's fourth estate where we're going to talk to some treasure hunters who are looking Don't at stuff and finding yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. I know, but but it is it is uh, a very interesting and uh, and and yeah, maybe we can learn some things from this. I think so too. You know what? You're not going to find out there though. You're not going to find Bitcoin. <laughs> no. You will not okay. find any Ethereum <laughs> out there with your metal detector. Okay, well, this was an interesting find. Okay, how Ooh. about this at the airport? You know, all the time people uh, get caught with guns at the airport. Usually it's because they forgot that was on them or something. I don't think this person I do it forgot. all the time. This all person time. had some ulterior motive, it feels like. <laughs> Listen, they found this chicken. It's just a raw chicken, and inside the yeah. chicken... It may have uh, set off an alarm bell or two in the metal detector because as they opened it up, there was a gun in there. And the problem with this is, Gigi, like you can't just say, oh, I accidentally left. My oh, did I leave my gun in that chicken? <laughs> Where did I put that thing? Oh, but there it is. Oh, my. I don't know who thought this could not be detected by metal detectors and an x-ray machine it's like right. this chicken seems to have gun-shaped innards that's where unusual. am i gonna hide my gun <laughs> oh what a nightmare okay speaking of nightmares we are going to talk to as matt called him mick dreamy a dream expert ever wonder why you don't have pants on in your dream matt's running around with no shirt on we're gonna break it all down for you coming up after this hey welcome back to florida sport estate so glad to have you with us and today we're gonna get around in your head a little bit we're gonna be analyzing your dreams you ever have that weird dream that you wake up and it just kind of ruins your whole day well there may be an actual physical reason behind it ginger there's always a reason behind why we have our dreams, right? But now we're going to get some answers today because I feel like many of us have kind of a shared dream, like where you can't, for TV people, it's we can't find the studio. Oh, I hate that dream. And we can't match. find the studio, right? Um, or we're not dressed properly. So the person who's going to analyze all of that and fix our lives today is Jesse Lyon. He, he's so kind to join us now. He is a clinical hypnotherapist and a dream interpreter. I just find it fascinating because I feel like most people dream. Jesse, thank you for joining us. Ah, oh, man, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me on the show and for talking about dreams. It's what I love. It's what I'm passionate about. Uh, like you mentioned, I do a lot of work with hypnotherapy, but I'm also a licensed mental health counselor, uh, mm -hmm. and I have a practice here in Central Florida. Yeah. Okay. So my first question is, do we all dream? Does everyone dream? Because people say, I never dream, and I find that odd. It is. It is. So everyone dreams. The research is very conclusive. Uh, the science has really shown that every time you go to sleep you go through many phases of sleep and in each of those you actually have dreams those dreams can be different based on the phase but everybody dreams the big problem though is that many people don't remember their dreams when they wake up and so it's a memory issue not a dreaming or not dreaming issue and that makes a lot of sense and so if you're looking at this and you're saying well this guy is kind of dreamy uh there this is not your normal there, like when we we booked this interview, right? And then somebody said, oh, he's on TikTok. So we look him up on TikTok. And I'm like, I'm expecting Frasier Crane with like a smoker's jacket and a pipe, you know, but that is not what you get. 
You actually get this guy with this huge social media presence, more than a million and a half TikTok followers. He puts together these fascinating videos and he has all these businesses happening in Florida. So it's really interesting to see who you are. So you're, you're a younger guy who's kind of getting into this whole dream world and you have found a lot of success online with your message, right, Jesse? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I got into this whole field because, you know, my my license, I have a master's degree and I'm licensed with the Department of Health as a counselor. And I work a lot with trauma. One of the big experiences, one of the symptoms of trauma are post-traumatic nightmares. Hmm. And so helping people learn what those nightmares are trying to teach them and really helping them unlock their mental health through the messages from their mind is what I'm all about. And so I've really found, especially through the pandemic and all the all the terrible dreams that we were happening during that time, I've been able to help people really unlock their mind and unlock their mental health by analyzing these dreams and giving them the hope that, you know, I think a lot of us struggled with during that time. Yeah. What can people learn if they know what their dreams actually mean? How can that be helpful? Oh, so helpful. So have you ever had that situation where maybe you're anxious or maybe you're just a little bit down, but you don't really know why, or you've tried this thing and you've tried that thing. Your counselor tells you this, or, you know, your friend tells you that, but it just doesn't, it doesn't help. Dreams are the most personal window into your emotions that we have. And it's just so interesting to me that dreams have been a tool for mental health for hundreds of years, but it's only recently that it's fallen out of favor. Uh, the research is just astounding. How many research articles, how many scientific papers have been written about dreams and their connection with mental health. But I just feel that it's been just grossly underutilized. Um, and I really think that's because the spiritual community, the religious community has kind of taken dreams for their own. And so we've lost really the scientific backing for it. But there's a lot, there's a lot supporting it. Yeah, there's this perception that dreams are almost like your brain is misfiring. And they don't really have anything to do with actual reality. But but you're saying there are some actual physical things we can pull from this. So I want to go back to your YouTube page. And you have a lot yeah. of TikToks that are fascinating and real quick and snappy. But I want to play this, which is a piece of just so people can see what you do uh, while you're online and some of the topics you talk about. So here's Jesse Lyon. Lyon, chief dream scientist at DreamApp, and I study dreams and their interpretation so you never have to wonder what they mean. If you're dreaming about your crush, here's three things you need to know and what to do about them. First, to borrow the famous quote from Disney, a dream is a wish that your heart makes. Dreams are overwhelmingly wishes that we want to see happen in our waking life. So if you're dreaming about your crush, it just means that you like them. But number two, on a deeper level, it makes you wonder what is it about yourself that you feel like is insufficient that you're idealizing this person. It really is a call from your unconscious self to explore who you really are and develop potentials that you haven't really realized. It's so fascinating because people think, oh, they just dismiss miss it. And I'm, you know, I'm from the South. So we have all these superstitions surrounding different kinds of dreams. For example, I was always told that if you're falling in your dream, do not hit bottom because you won't wake up. So I can't tell you how many times I have shaken myself awake during a falling dream. So I don't hit bottom because I don't want to die in my dream. Oh, no way. Really? Like that? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's that's so interesting. I've never heard anyone say um, that they shake themselves awake so they don't hit the bottom when they fall. I have heard so many myths about dreams. Um, the falling is one of the one of the most common ones. Uh, I have actually had a lot of people that I've worked with, both clients and those on social media, who not only do they fall, 
and die in their dream because they hit the ground, but then they continue the dream as a ghost and they wander what? around what? and observe people. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's many people who have had that kind of experience. So the falling and you know hitting the ground, <clears throat> big myth, it's not going to hurt you, uh, but there is some really great research behind it. What we've researched and found um, is two things. There can be kind of a physical interpretation and there can be an emotional interpretation. The emotional interpretation is when we're falling, oftentimes our life feels out of control and we don't feel like we really achieved the goals that we set out to achieve. So we're falling from that peak of our success. But if it's more physical and you can really feel this, those, those are the ones where you usually jerk yourself awake when you hit the ground. Mm -hmm. Those physical dreams actually happen because you're experiencing a blood sugar drop while you're sleeping. I think he just solved a medical issue for me because when I stand up too quickly, I almost faint. And so it is my blood sugar is low. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that makes total sense. Get that checked out. Yeah. Yeah. We're dying. Go get a blood test right now, Ginger. OK, so I want you to analyze our news anchor dream. Ginger and I have talked in the green room about this many, many times before. And it's crazy being a oh, news anchor. And so, so I have this, it's like 4.59. I go on TV as a news anchor at five o'clock. All right, uh -huh. 4.59, uh, I'm late. I, I, I start going through doors to get to the studio. Mm -hmm. I'm tearing through doors and it's the wrong room. And then and I finally get into the studio. And I'm like crawling to the desk and then I realize I don't have a shirt on. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't, I can't. And now it's 5.01 <laughs> and like everything's happening in front of me. And it's like, so what does that mean? Please explain to me why... I'm a crazy person and I continue to have this dream. No, 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 not a crazy person at all. In fact, I think everybody listening can identify. We've all had those stressful work dreams. I've had them. Uh, and actually, I've talked with several news anchors. Um, they all have a different flavor of it. So some tell me that they can't read the teleprompter. It's in a different language. That's a really common. Oh, why'd you plant that in my head? Oh, my gosh. Now I'm going to have it. Sorry. I, now you're going to dream about it. It's going to happen. Right? <laughs> Thank but you. They're, they're a classic stress dream. They're a classic anxiety dream. And what your brain is trying to do uh, is actually very helpful. And my whole message on social media is about instead of being enemies with your brain, really trying to understand the messages that it's trying to give because your mind is on your team. It wants to see you succeed. These dreams are messages that are trying to give you the answers that will help you be successful. Now, they all need to be interpreted, though, and that's where I think a lot of people get frustrated and misunderstand. So that dream, the stressful one about being late, uh, has a lot to do with your mind preparing and feeling stressed about what's happening next. Oftentimes, it will happen very intensely for those who are not feeling very confident in their abilities or kind of are feeling outside of their comfort zone. Um, the brain does that, though, because by rehearsing the worst case scenario, it's trying to prepare you for if things went wrong. Um, and actually, we've done a lot of actually really personal research with DreamApp. Uh, we've done a lot of research with those uh, in the Ukraine about how their dreams have changed because of the war over there and seeing how their minds do some similar things as well but obviously in a much more extreme situation. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, that, that makes uh, complete sense. I, I love that because it kind of explains, all right, we aren't crazy. It's just, and our jobs are stressful. I, I've had that very same dream, except I'm wearing a shirt. I am never shirtless in, in those dreams going to the studio. That's <laughs> well, be mad. thankful because it adds an extra level of stress there that I'm yeah, not ready exactly. to deal with because in my life. Where, do you, where does your tie go if you're not wearing a shirt? <laughs> yeah, I wish if we you want to check this guy out, you got to go to Lion Mental Health on TikTok. He's on Twitter. Uh, he's on everything. He's on YouTube. 
But he is a fascinating follow, and he has a lot of businesses going on where he's helping people, including the homeless in Central Florida. So, Jesse Lyon, thank you so much for being on Florida's Fourth Estate. This was fantastic. So nice to have you. Thank you for um, interpreting at least some of my crazy dreams. I feel a little bit better now. I might sleep a little easier tonight. I hope you do. I hope you do. I hope I can help a lot of people out with their dreams, their sleep, and their mental health. I think you are. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Check in with us next week for another Florida's Fourth Estate. And of course, you can catch Florida's Fourth Estate anytime on News 6 Plus.